Today is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. Welcome to the program. On the show today, the U.S. 10-year Treasuries passed the 5% mark this morning. We're going to look at the impact that has on the equity markets. Also, the Bank of Canada will be announcing its rate decision this Wednesday. We're going to assess what that might look like. Plus, in a tale of two stories, we're going to look at earnings from Tesla and Netflix. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business has a dire warning for Canadian businesses if a key loan deadline isn't extended. And finally, on today's shows, there is another huge deal in the energy sector. Let's get started with today's news. The top story today just has to be the yield of the U.S. 10-year Treasury. And it briefly broke above the 5% level this morning. And that's the highest that it has been now since 2007. And if we think back, we all kind of know what happened back in 2007. It wasn't very pretty. Now, because the signs of a strong U.S. economy are still there, the odds are getting steeper that we're going to be in this era of these higher interest rates uh, remaining for a longer period of time. And that ties into our investments for a couple of reasons. First, obviously, higher interest rates for a longer period of time can't be good for businesses and it will slow the growth rate that we're going to expect to see from businesses in general. Uh, but also when interest rates rise, they're more attractive as an alternative investment when you compare them with the yields that you can get on stocks. So investors are reluctant to buy equities and this puts additional downward pressure on the prices. And this is exactly what we've been seeing in the last few months as we've seen markets pull back. As we see the the bond sell-off continue, it's just a reminder that the Fed really can't provide a high level of comfort right now that the tightening cycle has ended. Um, it is widely expected that the Fed will leave it's a rate unchanged at the next meeting, which is coming up on November 1st. Uh, but they certainly have, in their commentary, left uh, more room for increases if the economic data uh, doesn't indicate what they want it to, uh, to tell them. Uh, at this point, it looks like there's little doubt that the Treasury market will now suffer its unprecedented third straight year of losses. The Bank of Canada will be reporting its policy decision on Wednesday morning this week. Economists are fully expecting the bank will pause on any increase and leave uh, rates where they are now at 5%. Um, last week's inflation numbers came in and they were lower than expected with year-over-year -year inflation of 3.8%. And that's down from 4% in August. There are some strong signs that Canadians are cutting back on their spending. And the Bank of Canada, in its most recent quarterly business survey, it showed some negative sentiment that showed that companies are having regarding their future sales it said that roughly half of the businesses said that their pricing practices aren't back to normal yet, and they expect uh, the to raise selling prices at a slower pace than they have um, over the past 12 months. I guess that's good news uh, for consumers, but you know, not good news for the economy in general. Um, this will obviously then trickle down. Uh, more businesses will think that higher rates are gonna be um, higher for longer. They're gonna constrain their sales and their investment plans in the coming year. Um, in the context of weakening demand, firms are planning to slow hiring, according to the report. Uh, there aren't any widespread layoffs expected, so that's good. Um, they are they're definitely these are negative signs for the uh, for the economy, but it does at least give the Bank of Canada some room to leave its rates where they are. Central Bank Governor Tiff Macklem he's indicated in the past that although the bank has already raised uh, rates 10 times now since March of last year. He has left the door open for additional hikes um, if the inflation numbers come in high or if the economy uh, doesn't slow at a, at a pace that they're comfortable with. Um, in its most recent forecast in July, the bank projected economic growth is gonna slow for the remainder of 2023 and into the first half of 2024. Now, prior to these inflation numbers that just came out, the markets were pricing in a 40% likelihood that there would be an increase this year. But today, with the most recent information in, uh, that sits at only 15%. 
when it comes to financial education, we can all agree that there is a massive gap in the education system in general. And I think back to when my boys went to school and they received virtually no formal training in how to manage their finances. And that's especially true when it comes time to investing. So uh, from time to time, what I like to do is I like to take a moment and let those of you who are new to our channel know that in addition to our YouTube channel here, we have the Investing Academy. And this is where we have online training. Our programs are designed to take you through the whole investment process. And if you're a raw beginner, it'll take you through uh, right through to being fully confident um, as an investor. So uh, check out the Academy website for more information. I will put a link uh, in the description of this video. Shares of Tesla dropped more than 15% last week as Elon Musk shared his uh, pessimistic thoughts uh, during his third quarter earnings call. And on the call, Musk tried to temper investors' expectations for the company's Cybertruck, which we've heard so much about. He actually went so far as to say, and I'll quote this, we dug our own grave with Cybertruck. He said that um, he wants to lower expectations for the truck. He knows that it will be uh, a year to 18 months before the truck becomes a positive uh, cash flow contributor. Um, in classic Musk style, he did paint an optimistic picture though, and he noted that demand is off the charts. At this point, Tesla is expected to debut the Cybertruck on November 30th, but as Musk noted, um, they have to make it at a price that people can afford. And in his words now, that will be insanely difficult. Uh, for the period ending September 30th, 2023, revenue increased for the company 9% year over year to $23.35 billion, but that did trail consensus of $24.14 billion. Adjusted earnings per share were 66 cents. That's now down 37% from $1.05 a year earlier and below the street's view of 0.73%. Gross profit margin slid to 17.9%. That's down 719 basis points. Now, in what is certainly a bit of a nightmare for Elon Musk, uh, since the last reported earnings, uh, the market has wiped about $130 billion off of Tesla's market cap, and it's estimated that Musk himself lost around $30 billion of his personal fortune. Now, in an earnings with a flip side result, Netflix's password sharing crackdown really seems to be working. In its third quarter earnings report, it announced it had added 8.76 million global subscribers during the quarter. That far exceeded the estimate of 5.49 million. Total memberships are now 247.15 million versus the 243.88 million that the street had expected. Earnings per share were $3.73, and that beats the expectation of $3.49 a share. Revenue was $8.54 billion versus $7.93 billion a year earlier. Net income for the company, $1.68 billion compared with $1.4 billion a year ago. According to the federal government's website, back in 2020, Ottawa approved interest-free Canada emergency business account loans, SIBA uh, as they're known, for between $40,000 and $60,000 to 898,271 businesses. And the original terms were that if the loans were fully repaid by December 31st, 2022, um, Ottawa would forgive up to $20,000 on loans that uh, as high as 60,000, and they would forgive $10,000 for a loan of $40,000. Now, last year, the deadline was uh, extended. The deadline to repay was extended by one year. It has now been adjusted, and it currently is set to uh, mature, or to the expectation of repayment, on January 18th of 2024. Now, according to Dan Kelly, who is the president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, he says up to 250,000 small businesses across the country um, still face uncertain futures if the federal government doesn't extend that deadline further. 
And he's joined by Canada's premiers, who are now asking the federal government to extend repayment for another year. And in a letter to the uh, federal government, the premiers say that small businesses were just starting to recover from the COVID-19 damage. Then they were hit by higher inflation. They were hit by higher interest rates. And they're saying that without additional assistance now, they predict uh, what they call a catastrophic number of business failures. Now, the SEBA program itself, it distributed over $49 billion to small businesses and nonprofits. Uh, it was a part, uh, an essential part, I would say, of the uh, federal government's program to help businesses make it through those early days of COVID. But it looks like that support is probably waning here. And a press secretary uh, for the Department of Finance said, the bottom line is that if you are a small business, you don't currently have the funds to repay your SIBA loan. You've now had three full years to repay it. At this point, at least, it doesn't look like the government is ready to step in and make any further extensions. Chevron announced this morning that it will be buying Hess Corp in an all-stock deal that's valued at $53 billion. Uh, in the deal itself, Chevron is offering $171 for every Hess share. Now this comes on the heels of ExxonMobil reporting uh, just earlier this month that it will be buying Pioneer Natural Resources for $60 billion. The Chevron offer is 1.025 of its shares for every Hess share. Now this deal will give Chevron more access to the Permian Basin where it's already had operations for a number of years now. Uh, Hess also has a significant oil assets in Guyana. Uh, seems like with the current high prices in the energy sector and the big profits in the space, uh, we're seeing these big energy companies taking advantage and they're buying up assets while the going is good. As part of this deal, Hess Corp CEO John Hess, um, he's expected to join Chevron's board of directors. The deal is expected to close in the first half of 2024. There are a ton of earnings coming out this week. It's a busy week and I can't obviously cover them all, but I will highlight anything I think is most relevant. Uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, we have CNR reporting. We also have reports from Microsoft, Visa, Alphabet, Coca-Cola, uh, General Motors reports tomorrow as well. Then on Wednesday, we have uh, Canadian Pacific, Kansas City. We have T-Mobile, we have Boeing. Uh, we also have the Bank of Canada interest rate decision, as I mentioned uh, just a while ago. Thursday, we also have the European Central Bank interest rate decision. We might be interested in seeing what happens there. We have earnings reports from Newmont Corp, from UPS, Merck, MasterCard, Ford, and finally Amazon. And then on Friday, we have the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. I always like uh, checking that out. And earnings, we have uh, Fortis, we have Exxon, we have Chevron, we have Imperial Oil. So a lot of reporting in the energy sector. And we have Colgate Palmolive also reporting on Friday. So I'm here every Monday and every Wednesday with these updates. I will put a link for our Investing Academy in the description of this video. Thanks very much for watching and I'll see you in a couple of days.